fresh every Tuesday for MSPs around the world. Around the world. This is Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. Welcome back. We've got another great show for you this week, and this is what's coming up. Relationship signal intelligence. Watch who leaves your customers and goes into prospects, and you will be able to create opportunities. That's Jamie Shanks from Pipeline Signals. He's going to be here towards the end of the show talking about how prospects give off information that could be turned into opportunities for you. For example, if someone posts something on LinkedIn that they've got a new job or that their business has won a big new contract, you can leverage that signal into becoming an opportunity for your MSP. More on that later on. And I've also got a great suggestion for you today from one of our listeners. It's how you can use your live calendar to trigger off some extra marketing things. A lovely automation. We'll talk about how you can do that later on in the show. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. For years, I've been a huge fan of you sending out direct mail items to your prospects and to your leads. And the reason being, when we send something in the post, when we ship something, we mail it, it tends to have a higher proportion of someone's attention than when we send them something digitally. So if you think back to like 1997, which was 25 years ago, which makes me feel very old because I remember 97 very well. I got married the first time that year. Don't talk about that marriage, not anymore. Uh, But 1997, you had huge amounts of post coming in physical stuff coming into your house, you had very small amounts of email. 25 years later, completely the other way around. We have a ton of digital things. In fact, the digital overload is is overwhelming. And yet we have so little stuff coming into our houses in the form of mail. So when a piece of mail turns up, we, we tend to give it a little more attention. Now, I don't get a great deal of good post. I get, uh, bizarrely, I still get a bank statement from, from one bank. I've tried to switch it off a number of times from a bank called Santander here in the UK. And they can't figure out which computer is sending me a bank statement every month because I've got it all switched off in my account. Anyway, so I get that, which I that just goes straight into the shredding every month. Um, but every now and again, I'll get an offer of some kind. And I got one a couple of weeks ago, which I want to show to you. Now, I say show, I realize you're probably listening on an audio only platform. That's how most people consume this podcast. Now, that's okay. As we go through this, I will describe everything I'm looking at. But if you want to see it, we do actually do this podcast now on YouTube. So it's been on YouTube since we started, but for the last few, I think it's the last couple of weeks or so, we've I've started doing the podcast on camera. Uh, so if you go onto youtube.com slash MSP marketing, it's exactly the same podcast, but you'll see me on the camera and you'll be able to see anything that I'm holding up. So I've got this, this direct mail letter and it comes from a company called Bluecrest. Now, Bluecrest is... Is a uh, it's a health. I've never actually heard of them, but it's a healthcare company. The way it works here in the UK is we everyone gets uh, basic, well, pre- actually very very good healthcare um, at, at. I was about to say for free. We we do pay something called national insurance, which is a very low level tax, but it means that we have something called the NHS, the National Health Service. And I believe the UK is unique in this that every single human being in this country is entitled to free healthcare at, at, at any level. And it's all paid for uh, by the government. 
and you can top it up with uh, private insurance. So I have private insurance with a company called Booper, which sits on top. So I go and see my NHS doctor, but if I need to be referred for surgery or treatment or something, I can choose to go and have that done in a private hospital. So that's the way it works. But because of this, um, I suspect that, um, because obviously our NHS doesn't have enough money, far too many people, far too many medical conditions, we're all inconveniently living longer than ever. And uh, you hear every day in the media that the NHS doesn't have enough money. So one of the things which I suspect happens in places like the US where you have a private medical system, I suspect that you are encouraged to have an annual health check. Whereas we don't really do this in the UK. We, we essentially operate a break-fix model. We, we wait till our bodies are broken and then we go to get them fixed. So I haven't had a routine health check for actually since I was 40, so seven years ago. So, you know, there were probably, I mean, I'm, I'm reasonably healthy. I'm pretty healthy, actually, for a 47-year-old. But there were probably two or three little minor medical things that I could get addressed if I wanted to. And it's certainly been on my mind recently that maybe I should go and get a health check, just a general health MOT. So then this company, Bluecrest, writes to me and they've, they've addressed it to Mr. Green. So they don't even know my full name. So they've clearly just bought some data from somewhere. But this envelope that it's arrived in, it says on the front, it says, uh, health marketing offer for inside for Mr. Green. And it looks like there's a stamp on it. And it's actually, I've never seen this before in the UK because it's a proper UK stamp, but it's actually, it's, it's been printed on the envelope and that's been delivered by the Royal Mail. But it, but the beauty of putting a stamp on is it makes it feel more, uh, more real. And certainly when you're sending direct mail, if you can put um, a stamp on, that would be great. Now, obviously this is a healthcare offer. This isn't selling managed services, but I think this is one of the best direct mail letters that I've ever seen. So I'm just going to take you through some of the elements that work uh, so well. So first of all, this is a four-page letter. It's actually a really weird size. I think they've done it in a US letter size. Most people in the UK don't realize that we, we have a format called A4, which is like the US letter, but it's, it's, it's A4 is a little bit wider. And this actually feels thin. And actually, that, that was one of the things that made it stand out to me. This, it, it feels like a, a, a weird size. Dear Mr. Green, it says, I'm sure you know how important it is to take care of your health and well-being, especially after witnessing the events of the last 18 months. They mean COVID. Whilst our NHS has done an incredible job looking after us all at a time of national emergency, don't we owe it to them? as much to ourselves to try and help avoid potentially preventable illness in the first place. But where do we start? Now, this is a great, this is what's called a positioning paragraph. And what they've done is they've addressed right off at the beginning the fact that I don't pay for healthcare. There is something called the NHS effect here in the UK where people don't realise how much healthcare costs. Um, when my, my daughter was born, she was born uh, 15 weeks premature. So back in 2010, she was born at 25 weeks, 25 weeks and three days, which is insanely premature. And she's fine now. She's turned, just turned 12. She's in perfect health now. And obviously she's a preteen. She's a tweeny, as they call them. And so she's becoming a nightmare. She's literally becoming a teenager in front of me. But medically, she's fine. But uh, 10, 12 years ago, she was born with no, literally like an hour's warning, just like that. Out she popped a Sunday afternoon in a little sort of tiny community hospital. And she ended up staying in hospital for three months. 
and the NHS paid for everything. I mean, we literally paid nothing. We didn't even pay for the car parking at the hospital because we had a car parking pass. And when she was discharged three months later, the staff actually wrote us a letter, which I've got somewhere up in the, in the attic. And uh, the letter said, uh, hope, you've, hope you've enjoyed our stay with us here. Um, we're glad that your, your child is well enough to go home. Did you know, the letter said, did you know that if you had had to pay for the treatment you've received in the last three months, it would have cost you a quarter of a million pounds, which is around about $320,000. Now, that was the first time my, my wife and I had realised that um, the cost of medical care in this country, because in this country, it's not like you get a bill and then the NHS pays it. You never see the bill. You don't know how much stuff costs. So what Blue Crest have done in this opening thing is they've positioned it very well. The NHS has done an incredible job, they're saying, but we we almost owe it to them to look after ourselves better. Now, I'm not going to read the whole letter out to you, but essentially then it says, uh, uh, all too often we wait for health issues to arise before addressing them. Like I was saying earlier, that's what we do. We have a break-fix system with our healthcare system, and then they've underlined this. But you don't have to. Your Blue Crest Health MOT is designed to help you understand your health, pick up risks early, and help avoid potential problems further down the line. Now, an MOT is a British thing. It's something we have to have uh, done with our car every year. It stands for Ministry of Transport. It's basically a check. It's like a safety check. Once your car's three years old, uh, every year you have to have you have to pass your MOT. Otherwise, you can't drive your car on the road. It's kind of like a simple, simple safety check. So they've uh, every, everyone in the UK knows what an MOT is. So calling it a health MOT is a very smart thing to do. And then they've gone on. They've sort of gone on immediately. They've said where where the appointments are available, and they've told me where the um, where where to go for the clinics. That the one they're like three miles from my home, so that's really convenient. They've given me the dates as well, so instantly I can see if I'm available. Then they talk about how you get peace of mind with a private GP helpline. Now at the moment, GPs GPs are general practitioners. They're the doctors that we go to, like the triage doctors, your general doctor. And uh, because of COVID and just general pressure, it's quite difficult to get a GP's appointment right now. So it's like, that's a value add. Hang on a second. I can speak to a private GP. I like that. And then it just goes on and on and on. And it basically tells you what's going to happen in the whole thing. It, it addresses all of your wants, your needs, and your fears. And this is what makes this piece of direct mail so brilliant. There are no invasive procedures. You'll remain fully clothed throughout. You will need to take your socks off, it says. And we'll ask you questions about your medical history. You'll relax on a comfortable examination couch. Whoever wrote this is a marketing genius. Uh, they talk about pain, painless, harmless electrodes to record your heart, your uh, your blood. Uh, and then it talks you through, there's like a green, amber, red uh, um, for your results. Uh, and then it takes you through all the different things. And it starts to go a little bit into medical jargon, but not too far. So it's enough so that you realize they they know what they're talking about. Um, there is a There is just here, there is a testimonial from Pat Gowie. Pat says, I thoroughly enjoyed my experience with Bluecrest. The staff were efficient, friendly, and helpful, and there was no time wasted. That's social proof. Social proof is an important element of it. And then, then when they've got, I mean, no one's going to sit and read every aspect of this, but you can kind of flick through. And then it says, look, your report is still only halfway through. And then it tells you all the different things. And then it says the cost, just £129. Surely this should cost more. Uh, and then it tells you how come, and it kind of breaks it down. So it tells you the cost of all the different tests, and it all comes to £270, but 
you get a discount when purchases a package and so you get the special price of £129. And then there's a call to action. There's a number to call. The scarcity places are limited to 15 per clinic. There's a signature. Obviously, this has been printed, but there's a, a blue signature as if that someone's actually signed it. And that's from... Um, so Alexander Higman, who's got lots of qualifications after his name. Interestingly, he's not a doctor, I see, uh, but he's the director. He's the director of clinical operations. And then there's a PS, and then there's there's a thing that explains why you've been invited for a private health check. And it's got their trust pilot rating and uh, some some FIFO. And then there's some there's some leaflets in there as well. And there's kind of like some frequently asked questions in there. There's a special package discount which tells you why it's so cheap. And then there's a guide. So essentially, there's a repeat of the information that's in the letter in in, uh, in in this. This is genius. Now, I haven't booked it yet, but it has been sat on my desk for some time. And I have no doubt whatsoever that my, because I got this back in June. Appreciate this was a few months ago. I didn't realize how many months ago it was. But I have no doubt at all that I could very easily uh, go online now and probably get the same deal uh, for like a, a September deal or something like that. Here's the thing. I have sat and read this twice. I have told three friends about it, uh, particularly unhealthy friends, and I've now told you about it and taken you through it. And I realize I'm taking you through it from a marketing point of view, but I'd never heard of this company before. And yet their letter has been sat on my desk. I've told friends about it and I'm spreading the word on the podcast because it's an excellent piece of direct mail. If direct mail is not a part of your MSP's marketing mix, this really is the time to look at it. There is such power in putting something together that someone can get and physically read and read again and again and again. And you could take this exact same format and you could uh, sort of adjust that to talk about not someone's healthcare problems, but their technology problems. And in fact, you this would be, I'm just thinking, this would be a great letter to sell an audit, a paid audit. Because isn't that the same thing as like a health check? Certainly very similar thing to me. If you don't have the ability to send these out right now, go and find a writer somewhere, whether it's on Fiverr or whether it's a vendor that will do you some direct mail. I provide a whole ton of direct mail to the members of my MSP Marketing Edge program. Uh, find someone that can do direct mail for you so you can send that out to your prospects. What a very powerful piece of marketing that could be. Here's this week's Clever Idea. Now, here's an exceptionally clever idea. And this was sent to me by a friend, an MSP, Robert Gibbons. See, for years, I've been suggesting that the best call to action that you can have on your website is to put your live calendar. So you use Calendly or Microsoft Bookings or some the service of your choice, and you put your live calendar on the website. So the main call to action is someone booking a 15-minute appointment with you. And 15 minutes is the perfect length of time. Not too short, not too long. So if they're on the website at two in the morning, they can take action. They can book an appointment with you. Not at two in the morning, because of course you've got control over your calendar, but they can book in at a time that's convenient for them and convenient for you. Now, Robert, who is generally pretty good at marketing and often sends me ideas of things that he's doing, he's taken this one step further. So what he's done is instead of using Calendly, he uses a CRM called HubSpot, which HubSpot also has a live calendar element to it. 
and he has used the HubSpot Live calendar in his website. Now, the main advantage of this is he can now trigger marketing automations once someone has booked an appointment with him. So you use Calendly or um, or Bookings, and if you wanted to do the same thing, I, I guess you'd have to use something like Zapier to connect up your live calendar to your CRM. Uh, and, and that's very, very doable. I haven't looked to see if you can do it, but if, if those things connect to Zapier, if, if they've got APIs, it shouldn't be a problem. With HubSpot, the one benefit of HubSpot, well, the big benefit of HubSpot is the fact that everything is integrated. And if you do one thing in HubSpot, you can trigger off another thing. So now someone will go onto Robert's website, they will book a 15-minute appointment, and the process of them doing that puts them into his CRM. They are now a known entity in his HubSpot. So he can trigger off some marketing automations. He can track what pages they're looking at on the website. It's a very, very smart move for Robert. So it's perhaps worth you just looking at that and saying, you know, right, what's the next level for that integrated calendar? How can we use it to add someone into our CRM and trigger off some marketing automations? Because remember, the less work that you need to do when someone inquires into your MSP, the more that the automation can do for you, the more chances you have of turning that person into a client. Less work for you, more work for the automation. Everyone is happy. The Ultimate MSP Podcast Crossover. Just before we get to this week's big interview, we've got something a little bit different for you. September is such an important month for growing your business because people come back from their summer vacations, their holidays, and they kind of get their head down and plow on with doing as much as they can to grow their business throughout the next few months before we get to the Christmas break. Now, the ordinary business owners and managers that you want to reach, they're doing that right now, which makes it a great opportunity for you to reach out to them because this is the point they're starting to make their big plans and implement them. So I've got together with a bunch of other great MSP podcasters around the world and together we are sharing our knowledge, our best ideas throughout September. Today it's Ian Luckett. Hey there, it's Ian Luckett, host of the IT Experts podcast over here in the UK. I'm absolutely delighted to be supporting and celebrating the MSP podcast crossover event this September. And my best bit of business advice is about getting a plan together, a written down plan. Now, I'm sorry it sounds really, really boring, but you're never going to go on holiday, build a house or fly a plane unless you've got a plan. And you're never going to scale a profitable MSP without one either. And the important thing about having a plan and having it written down is, is that when you take that strategic time to sit down and think in a logical manner about your sales, your marketing, your people, your pricing, your understanding, you know, your, your target market, understanding your operations, you can then put down a methodical plan that has actions and accountability built into it that you can then go and deploy. And then if all of a sudden something happens like a pandemic or all of these other crazy things and things need to change, you can adjust and deal with a particular situation and then come back to your plan because that's what was important at the beginning. So it's really important that if you want to grow and scale a profitable MSP, then you need to have a written down plan that you can refer to and your whole business is involved in. And I'm going to be back at the ultimate podcast crossover event on the 30th of September. It's going to be absolutely great fun. And remember, you can win a thousand dollars straight into your bank by entering a draw. All you need to do is post about the event on LinkedIn and use the hashtag MSP Podcast Crossover. We'll enter you in the draw 
and win a chance that thousand dollars. Have a great day. I look forward to connecting with you soon. The big, big, big interview. Hi, my name is Jamie Shanks. I'm the CEO of Pipeline Signals, and we help you follow your fans. We have a SaaS software company that tracks people leaving your customers into your prospects. Okay, I like the sound of that because that's what this podcast is all about. It's about generating more sales through great marketing and finding greater leads. So we'll come on and talk about pipeline signals later on down the line. Let's first of all talk about you, Jamie. So you were highly recommended to me as someone who really knows his sales stuff inside out. Tell us a little bit about your journey over the last 10 years or so. Well, I was the VP of a SaaS software startup in Toronto, Canada. If you can hear it from my accent, I am a Canuck. And I decided to leave that company to start a consulting company around inside sales best practices. It took a couple of years to find my feet, but ultimately I was there at the right time and the perfect opportunity to invent and pioneer a category in sales called social selling. So ultimately helping sales professionals digitize their sales process using tools like LinkedIn. So we grew Sales for Life from zero to uh, certifying 600 global customers, a quarter million sellers. I was very fortunate to work with the biggest companies in the world. And from that, we recognized that the world was a Pareto's law, that 20% of sellers would continue moving forward with the teachings, and 80% of sellers would ask, can you just do this for me? And so ultimately, when the pandemic hit in 2020, we decided to, to beta and alpha test this idea of a managed service turned SaaS software company called Pipeline Signals. We incorporated the business in 2021 and launched it less than a year ago and scaling rapidly to help do it for you. Manage who's leaving your customers going into your prospects, who's being promoted or taking new jobs in any account in the world. We monitor that and place it in your CRM as task notifications. So let's explore this concept of social selling. Now, assume that I know nothing about this and, and our audience know nothing about this. Explain it as if you were, as if you were discussing it with a, with a seven-year-old. Okay. So selling really, from a process standpoint, hasn't changed a lot in the last, I don't know, 50, 100 years. The technology around the sales process has. And so ultimately what happened 10 years ago was the advent of social media. And so sales professionals assumed that the way that they collected information and the way that they engaged their customers was the telephone, was email, was handshakes. I mean, that's the way sales had always been. And then along comes social media, tools like Facebook, Twitter, and primarily for business, LinkedIn. And LinkedIn for everybody 10 years ago was a giant resume. You would put it online and you would use it to go from one company to the next. What social selling offered you was an ability into the window of your customer. So when you prospect, there's a left and a right brain motion. The left brain was able to collect data and intelligence to make informed decisions about the person online. The right side of the brain could use that same tool to engage the customer in a bold and different way that they had never been engaged before. So now they're having conversations in this tool LinkedIn rather than just email. That's the easiest way to think about it. It's the same process that's been digitized and that's what we help the sales world do is modernize and digitize the way that they went to market. 
So give me an example of how an MSP would actually use that, a, a practical step-by-step -step, uh, example of, of, of something that could happen in real life. Okay. So if I'm an MS, MSP owner, there's two things I need to be thinking about. One is creating an inbound magnet-like motion, and one is an account-based outbound motion. So let's start with the inbound motion. My team, we need to have a strong reputation and appear as trusted advisors. Because as an MSP, what are we selling? We're selling ourselves and relationships. So we need to build an online brand through a LinkedIn profile, sharing great content, growing a social network so that our customers trust us. That's part A. Part B is that not all the right fish jump into our boat, right? If you think about it from a fishing analogy, random fish, crabs and oysters and everything will just jump in the boat. And that for our practice doesn't always make sense. So we need an outbound account-based sales development program that ensures that we're selecting and prioritizing the right accounts, planning them, engaging them and so forth. So from a practical standpoint, you need something like signals to objectively help you determine, do I have focus on account A versus B today or account B versus C today, not tomorrow? That's account selection and prioritization. So I use tools like LinkedIn to figure out which accounts are growing rapidly, which accounts have a past customer going into a prospect, which accounts have competitors connecting to that account. So I'm focusing in on the right accounts to give me the highest probability of conversion. So that's where I'm using LinkedIn to both uh, you know, draw people in, but also using it to aim my fishing rods in the right spot going outbound. So one of the biggest selling challenges for MSPs is timing. And you'll know this yourself as a sales professional, that people only buy when they're ready to buy. We will come on to talking about your specific solutions. So don't jump straight into your free advert just yet. But how can we use that kind of, of signals, those LinkedIn signals to know that a company is approaching a point where it might actually be genuinely ready to have a conversation about switching from one MSP to another? Well, you know, the easiest way to think about it is that a company does not make a decision. The people within companies are the ones that set priorities for a business to move forward. So you then reverse engineer an exercise in your own business called will. What does ideal look like? And what you'll most likely notice is that the compelling events that happen when a company is interested in switching is when there is a new key stakeholder that goes into that business. And when they go into that business, they want to shake things up. And they typically want to bring in the people, process, and technology that made them successful in the past. So if I were yourselves, I'd be looking for two compelling events. One, is there a new stakeholder in that business that meets the buying committee's definition of the ideal customer profile? Two, did that person come from a business that has experience using a solution like ours? because they then have the reason to change and they have the knowledge on how to change using a different solution or a solution that makes sense for you. And if you look at what's called the Chet Holmes Pyramid, the Chet Holmes Pyramid means that in any given market, 3% of that market is changing and willing to buy. You are trying to find that top 3% and it only happens when a person 
has been willing to change themselves, typically because of employment. And two, they typically revert to past experience. So you follow the humans and then you'll most likely, it, other than buying intent, buying intent is the is like the sister sales intelligence to relationships. Those are people that are actively raising their hands and Googling keywords. Outside of that overt, obvious knowledge, follow the humans. I love that. Follow the humans. And you mentioned Chet Holmes there. And Chet Holmes is the author of one of my favorite books on sales, The Ultimate Sales Machine, which I'm, I'm sure you've read many times over. And every MSP on the planet needs to get hold of a copy of that book and either read it or listen to it. Because there is, it's so it's not written about MSP sales, but it, but it could have been. It's an absolutely uh, cracking book, that is. So let's talk about pipeline signals. So um, we're going to explore on the on the extended interview on YouTube, which we'll talk about in a second. That's where we'll explore your your transition from one business to another, because I'm always interested in how entrepreneurs like us make those kind of decisions to switch over. But let's talk now about what Pipeline Signals actually does. Yes. So from the end result of your sales organization, your sellers open up their CRM and they receive task or lead notifications that change is happening in any account in the world that matters to you. So that means whether it's a prospect or a customer, you can identify who walked in the door, who got promoted, and who left. And did they come in as a friend or a foe? Like, yeah. So that's the easiest way to think about it. The end result is we are the middleware that actually mines that intelligence on your behalf and places it in your CRM or marketing automation platform of choice so that your sales team can make informed decisions. The value to you is, is quite obvious. One is we are giving you the highest converting leads and opportunities at scale. Two, we're saving your sales team a mountain of time because you don't pay sellers to data mine, you pay them for outcomes. And so we're doing the data mining for you. And we just took over that responsibility. Jamie, thank you so much for your time. Just remind us finally, what's your website address? It is pipelinesignals.com. And we work with any business that has a total adjustable market that's sizable, that you can't monitor on your own, we'll do the monitoring for you. Paul Green's MSP Marketing Podcast. This week's recommended book. I'm Cassandra Morgan. I am an award-winning author and the HR manager for an MSP. I would highly recommend MSP's Secrets Revealed by Mark Copeland. It is full of inspirational quotes and ideas for helping you grow your business and just kind of get some oomph going for that day. Coming up, Coming up next week. Hi, I'm Colt Reiner with Scrap the AF Solutions. I'll be here on the show next week to talk about strong strategies and creative execution to capture market share from industry incumbents if you're a small starting business. Do subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast so you never miss an episode. Because on top of Colt's interview next week, we're also going to be talking about three weapons of influence. They're taken from a great book by Robert Cialdini, Dr. Robert Cialdini. It's called Influence. There are six weapons of influence. We're going to cover three of them off in next week's show and show how you would apply them to your marketing. 
We'll also talk about the concept of cause-related marketing. It's where you find a charity or some other kind of community organization that benefits other people and you put it together with your MSP. And actually both you and the organization benefit when you do that. I'll tell you how to do that in next week's show. As I mentioned earlier, don't forget we have a ton of new content for you on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash MSP marketing and join me next Tuesday. Have a very profitable week in your MSP. Made in the UK. For MSPs around the world. Paul Green's MSP. MSP Marketing Podcast.